Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Comment Podcast. We talking about Wow. I was talking way too fast. <laughs> Let's try that again. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Commented Podcast, where we talk about your favorite movies, music, TV shows, and more. I'm Tori. I'm Marin. I'm Mia. And I'm Decoria. And today, the four the squad is back for another mini episode on The Devil Wears Prada. The Devil Wears Prada is a 2006 American comedy film directed by David Frankel and produced by Wendy Feynman. Um, it stars Meryl Streep and Hathaway and a bunch of other famous white people. It's a um, movie based around um, the fashion industry, a fashion magazine. It, uh, it's based it off is... of the novel of the same name by uh, Lauren oh. Weisberger, who at like some tea she was the former personal assistant for anna wintour who's the vogue editor so the oh. book was like shade to her basically oh oh tea <laughs> and shade story. yeah tea <laughs> and shade the movie cost 35 to 41 million dollars what did y'all spend it on shooting in new york yeah <laughs> close. Close. the clothes yeah the clothes right. uh the box office is three hundred and twenty six point seven million dollars um after performing at an la film festival and the 2006 the film was theatrically released in the united states on the 30th it received um, generally positive reviews from critics with these performers being singled out for praise earned many award nominations including an oscar for best actress as well as a golden globe for best actress in a comedy or a musical um hathaway and blunt also drew favorite reviews and nominations for their performances so yeah um questions before we start is this your first time watching the devil wears project no definitely seen mm-hmm. it probably five six times for what me, it was again? my first time watching it because, like, oh. I've always heard about the movie and, like, oh. heard that it was iconic, but I just never watched it right. until, like, a couple weeks ago. Oh, right, wow. right. What about you, Nia? I've seen it one time, um, mm. and, but I didn't remember much. Um, I know the memes right now. I don't know who decided to pick all the Devil's Wear Prada, Devil Wears Prada memes and put them back on Twitter, but all the male, male street mm-hmm. memes are <laughs> everywhere, so... It, I guess it gave her giving it a new life, but no, I had I had seen it um, once. What about you, Tori? I definitely saw it one full time once, and probably bits and pieces on it because it was probably always on ABC Family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so let's just—I mean, I don't even know if we have to recap this plot. This is a very interesting movie, Corey. Do you want to start with the discussion since you're um since you brought this to the table for everybody? Because like, <laughs> yeah, I thought okay. This movie, once mm-hmm. again, very, very, very iconic. Like, I understand. I truly get why it has, like, the praise that it does. Mm-hmm. But, like, some controversial takes that I have. Wait, are we doing a recap or is it just, like, discussing the movie? We can just discuss it. We don't have to recap it. Okay. Well, just a quick recap. Basically, the movie, mm-hmm. like Tori said in the beginning, it's about this uh, journalist girl who just graduated college. She ends up becoming an editor for a magazine called Runway, which is basically the equivalent to Vogue in this universe, and slowly loses herself in her goal. I don't know if that's the right word. In her mm-hmm. mission to become uh, a, the best employee and impress her boss. Um, what is her name in the in, not Meryl Streep, but Miranda. Name the, Miranda, Miranda, Presley. Miranda. Yes, yes, Priestley. Yes, Priestley. Yes. But yeah, so my controversial take 
is I feel like her friends and her boyfriend were holding her back. Um, Andy, who is yes. Aunt Hathaway's character. The reason why I say this is because I do understand that she was changing as a person throughout the movie and her goals were like not aligning with how she used to be. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like all of the changes were negative. I think she was becoming a more strong-willed person, low-key, working for mm-hmm. them. And like from how it seemed in the movie, it seemed like her boyfriend especially just wanted her to be like the same exact person she had been like the past 10 years. And when I saw that, I was like, so like, I don't know. I just feel like he was holding her back. Mm-hmm. To a certain extent. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I had a whole point. Oh, okay. So, you know how, like, her friends are talking about how she had changed and all of this stuff? Mm-hmm. And that she was, like, missing the dinners or being late to them? How old was uh, her character? Like, 20-something? Or something She had to like be, that? like, in her, like, very early 20s. Like, between, yeah. like, 22 and, like, 25. So, she's just starting life. And y'all are kind of angry because she's missing shit because she's busy with work? Like, I don't, I didn't understand that context. I could understand the boyfriend being, I guess, a little hurt that she wasn't there for the birthday, especially if she said that yeah, she was that supposed one. to be there. Mm-hmm. I can understand the, the hurt for that. But mm-hmm. I don't know. They were talking about how, oh, she's missing all of this stuff when she, like, I guess she used to be around all the time before, but now she has a job and has less time to do stuff. I don't know right. what part about that is confusing or no it was really weird the thing that pissed me that pissed me off the most kind of gave me like weird vibes was when her pager went off and they were taking it from her yeah i was like why are you messing with her bag like that like that is some other world childish shit there's like oh i can't believe like oh you have a choice to do everything not if she's trying to get ahead in this industry like why are y'all like acting like y'all are still in college this is the real world rent is due bills are paid y'all are already behind on rent so why are we (laughs) (laughs) and you already know that there was a comment made i guess somewhere in the movie where we learned that she's barely getting paid anything so Mm -hmm. she's got to work overtime to be able her dad gave her money for rent and she's out here at work until 2 a.m like Mm -hmm. she doesn't have time to hang out all the time yeah, and I guess from their perspective, they're seeing it as more of, like, what you guys are saying, like, oh, she just has less time for her friends, and, like, she's not doing with the things that she used to do, but also, like you guys were saying, like, she needs to get ahead in this industry, so sometimes some sacrifices will have to be made. Like, if one of you guys ended up working for, like, Anna Wintour out of nowhere, and that's what you wanted to do, I would be like, all right, like, I'll see you, like, you know, every Saturday, every other Saturday or so, if I'll, like, check on you through the phone because they had cell phones back then right or yeah. pagers or right. something <laughs> yes in 2000 email oh another thing another thing that stuck out to me this movie how did y'all feel about when nigel kind of read her for filth when he was like you're not really trying at this job you know how like she was basically complaining the whole first half yeah. of the movie about how she was like not good enough or whatever he kind of sat her down and was like you're not actually trying like how did how did that make y'all feel i i thought it was a decent read because like you're doing this you're she was she was really trying to like get the gold star like being told oh you're doing such a great job honey this is obviously not the type of work environment this woman is not about to sit here and praise you for doing the bare minimum like your job so like i don't i mean when he read her i was just like well she needed to hear something from somebody because her friends ain't doing shit like if she's wants to be this like fantastic journalist and get ahead she needs to you know learn how to bite the bullet 
and do what she got to do to get the job done. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, he was giving some words of wisdom. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree with um, Tori. I felt like when he said that she's not trying in the sense to like, she kind of was not like, you're in the fashion industry. You need to learn about it, understand the people that you're going to be working with. And Mm -hmm. was that after Miranda tried to get to go home during a hurricane and right and she couldn't get okay yeah that was, was my that. only thing that i felt bad for her because miranda was being absolutely okay ridiculous. but that was a that was crazy because she was like oh it's just a little storm it's just drizzling yeah, yeah there's a full the hurricane only, yeah, that's the only part which i'll have a little side piece to talk about miranda later but um <laughs> that's the only part like that aspect i thought was ridiculous like she did try her best but in that in that sense but um everything else um what's his name what's the guy's name that, nigel Whatever whatever else Nigel said, I did think, you know, he was reading her for filth. <laughs> right. <laughs> Were you about to say yeah. to you? Oh. Hmm? Oh, I thought you were about to oh, say to Oh, no. Um, I just, I guess I looked at, uh, how do I put this? I guess I just looked at it from, like, this movie, I kind of, mm, how do I feel about it? Because I hear everything y'all are saying about, mm-hmm. like, like, you have to make sacrifices to get ahead. But the whole time I was just like, there's so many HR things I would have done in this if I was in her situation. I would HR would have been on speed dial. Like to me, that's just like I guess I look at it from the point of like your boss is calling you at 10 a.m. You're you're like I'm off hours, but I guess this is a workplace where like fashion industry is like you're never off. But yeah. like if you're, I just I don't know. I like that, if it was a regular job, I definitely understand like you know don't email your employee and off hours but when you're in that kind of entertainment like fashion industry like even though it's not good how they work that's that's like how they do things like because they have to do it that way but i will say miranda she was very excessive very very miranda was a witch from hell she was she was an awful boss no one would ever like to meet her i think it's really interesting that that cerulean um the, the sweater monologue is so iconic mm-hmm. and i'm just like so i mean Meryl Streep is a fantastic actress and she did this very well but i'm sitting here like i don't know why i get why this is iconic but i'm like the acting wasn't anything like Meryl Streep has done much better to me and other stuff and so for that monologue to be so flipping like like it's so like I- iconic and i'm just sitting here like she just read her for filth that's all that was. It was a read. I think, <laughs> I think the thing is though, like from what I was getting for from it, a lot of academics, not all academics, but there are like people who are STEM adjacent or mm-hmm. in that kind of world. They have this kind of elitist mindset towards fashion and like the arts, where they mm-hmm. kind of look down on it and don't take it seriously. So when she mm-hmm. was telling her about herself, basically like everything that you do in life, fashion is involved. She was kind of saying like, don't like look down on this industry just because it's not something you think is worth praise in a mm-hmm. way. Cause you know, like the whole time she was kind of just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically <laughs> like, Oh, none of this shit is important. This is just blah, blah, blah. I'm just doing this to do this. And like the whole time they kept telling her, like, I mean, there's plenty of other people who want your job cause they actually want to be in this industry. Mm-hmm. So, but I think the, the other, the scene I thought was better than that one was the one when Miranda was at, uh, the board meeting or whatever that meeting was where they were like reading off ideas for the spring. Cause it kind of showed how like, she's literally like always working, like always right. working. Mm-hmm. 
At all I just read something on the Wikipedia page. It said in 2006, on the film's 10th anniversary, Mike, which is like an American internet and media company based 2016? in New York, 2016, yeah, okay, wrote that the speech is logic, the sp- the Cerulean speech, the speech's logic also functioned as a critique for cultural appropriation. In many ways, cultural Presley's mono- <laughs> Presley's monologue Excuse nailed me? the real problem with cult- cultural appropriation: people not understanding the history and meaning behind something like cornrows or headdresses, but treating it like a new trend or accessory. Anyway, I'm sorry, a color uh, and cultural okay, appropriation. Yeah, that, I, I, someone that, reached that, that day. was a reach because there was no mention of minorities <laughs> and their fashion trends like, in that speech at all. And also, like, she just probably went to Walmart and got a sweater. Like, it's not, like, <laughs> come on now, y'all. We're, it's, it's, I know it's deep, but reaching. Absolutely reaching. reaching. You know what yeah. also I, irritated me? The fact that her boyf- her ex-boyfriend doesn't apologize at the end of the movie. Oh, she he doesn't. That, I hated the whole ending of this movie. Because, like, oh, yeah. it was just like, okay, so. Really? Y'all hated it? I did, mm-hmm. I did. Because it's just like. Um, if I was the younger me would have been like, oh, of course, you have to have the high on more ground. But like to get ahead in the game, like you got to do what you got to do. Miranda's whole bag was at stake. Fuck mm-hmm. Nigel. Even as if that's her friend, her entire career. And you see how much she's put into that magazine and how much of a, even if she's a bitch, her reputation is fantastic because she's basically making and setting fashion trends. Mm-hmm. Like even if it costs a bunch of money, she's doing the damn thing and they were going to replace her for somebody who's going to do it cheaper and just because she was younger, that's the ageism and that in itself. Because she can still do her job. For me, that part had me extremely conflicted because like, I agree with what you said completely, Tori. Like, that was like a complete ageism, them trying to phase her out because she's getting older and like just kind of trying to disregard her. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, Nigel also has sacrificed much of his life yeah. for that magazine so i i kind of feel like maybe there could have been like two positions like somebody create a new position for him to be like higher than he is also yeah. the, the, the part like that i part. hate it as far as the ending is like the whole she completely like throwing away everything she did yes to, that's exactly yeah, that's, that's what i, I didn't hate like. it yeah i don't I think just, she should have kept think working at throwing it away yeah i don't think she should have kept re- working at runway per se but like her like completely like regressing as a person and going back to yeah. how exactly she yeah. was in the beginning of the movie like I going back like to that. her going back to her ex in the first place baby you have outgrown him that man just now became a sous chef in boston y'all are not gonna get together like I, did they get together was that like no. the the underlining okay, okay i was um i was reading something and i don't know if anne hathaway changed it but she said the original storyline was for them to kiss and make up and be friends but she was like at the age of 24 you grow you grow and you just you know like she thought oh, okay. that they were That's like good. not meant to be together yeah okay, i didn't she like was 24 okay yeah i didn't like how it was like trying to set her i don't know like her being done with runaway and then going to like this really shitty um journalism place and i was just like uh i get it but it's like that whole like her trying to distance anything that she learned from one way just because she saw how cutthroat miranda was and i'm just like how do you think she stayed at this job for so long <laughs> like mm-hmm. like we were talking about this is not like an industry where like hr can get involved easily or people relationships are very clean and cut like this is something that anybody's willing to take over your job anybody's want to throw you under the bus and so i think it was naive of her to think that of her just like kind of, yeah like like Corey said that a naivety of her like seeing miranda for like seeing miranda's vulnerable side and then seeing her cut those side and deciding that she didn't want to be a part of that i respect that but like her like completely like just suddenly 
going back to exactly almost exactly who she was in the beginning it's just like i don't know i feel like that was a weird note to end on at the end of the movie mm-hmm. out of all the stuff that they showed us yeah. again i think this would have been a more interesting tv show but again it's 2006 mm. mm-hmm. mm. um, what was i gonna say i was also gonna say about miranda i feel mm-hmm. like because miranda is supposed to be i don't know she's supposed to be the devil in this movie um is she I was asking. No. Yeah. But I oh, feel no. like if you watched this movie and you thought that Miranda was the actual villain, you did not watch the movie like properly. Like you didn't <laughs> right. analyze anything because like I feel like it was really like low key like a critique of like feminism and like misogyny women and the fashion yeah. industry and all of that shit in society. Because mm-hmm. like if you look at Miranda as a character, like she may be like a bitch and like harsh, but also you can see like she is just another victim of like societal standards mm-hmm. and like all of that stuff right yeah okay. i think the devil was the yeah the industry especially the, industry, the fat yeah. phobia like they were oh just, my yeah. god when she honestly that she was fat out of size yeah. six <laughs> yeah like honestly that part like the reason why i kind of i i guess i'm looking at it through a different perspective of like if you who initially don't want to be in this field but you think this would be a good like resume builder Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you're kind of sucked into this world you had nothing you didn't know anything about prior and you kind of find yourself slipping into like their habits and their mindsets like I feel like you normalize the fat phobia you normalize the the jabs at how you look because like those I I mean it's just like to me those were kind of comments were uncalled for like everyone talking about well what is she wearing Mm or how look how fat she is can you fit this it's like why that's that's the kind of stuff that I feel like another person in her shoes would would have cussed them out and be like y'all shut the fuck up (laughs) y'all don't know me like I I just I feel like she was also really nice to folks she would take the the anger and comments and just kind of internalize it and then Oh, yeah, uh, I don't know. Sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. I don't think I see it as nice. I think it's showing that she was also, like, when Miranda's hood, I see a part of you. I see a part of me in you. Like like you said, a regular person would be like, fuck this, I'm not about to take this. But Andy's willing to do what she got to do to get to the top. Mm-hmm. So she's willing to take mm-hmm. all that. Um, I'm Of course it's uncalled for. I'm not saying that they're right. I'm saying that I... I think instead of it coming off as her being nice, it was something that she would do what it takes to survive and get ahead. Mm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. Yeah. But the the number of the amounts of fat phobic comments, I think that was also a critique on the fat industry, the, the fashion industry, because like she's a side and half the way is thin as a pencil. Like what? Mm-hmm. Like, the constant just berating of her was definitely like another like i guess they were also that um andy was supposed to be like a normal person sort Mm -hmm. of in a weird kind of way but yeah i can see that i she didn't turn out being normal because no like like i just said normal people would be like i'm calling hr i'm leaving this job i'm not about to let this job do that's how i see it too like if you were just like a regular person and you like had no desire at all to be involved with any of this you would have been quit Mm -hmm. but the fact that she kept going she had some desire to either maybe not be in the industry but she wanted to basically win in a sense yes and like Mm -hmm. achieve and all of that stuff but then also to like speaking on like the fat phobia i i talked to my german friend about this and she said it's kind of still like that in europe where like Mm -hmm. uh, somebody who's a size six like you're like you're bigger 
to people like for european sizes i guess which is like yeah, that's in asia to too like people my teacher was like my korean teacher couldn't have been more than like a size 12 or 14 and she said i cannot find she likes being in america because she can find clothes because she couldn't mm. find clothes in south korea mm-hmm. so yeah unfortunately thinness is still the norm for most people you know yeah and i one thing that kind of going off that point what kind of bothered me is that like i guess not saying that I think a better story would have been someone trying to change people's mindsets in the fashion industry, but because I know it's like a big institution of like long beauty standards that have carried on for generations and that's like that have been problematic and passed down. Mm-hmm. But like I it kind of really frustrated me. I know you said that she was kind of maneuvering to get ahead, but I was like, why are y'all like I, I really wish that someone would have just t- like slapped them in the face and be like I know y'all are in this industry but like I'm a size six like the average person in this country is like a size 12 <laughs> like I, I don't know I guess it's just I guess I'm looking at it from a different lens but if she was competitive and motivated to just get ahead in whatever field she's in I can see how she would fall down like that let me try to lose weight let me dress like you be like y'all let me be the best to fit in this space you know mm-hmm. um but I mean, I guess that's just kind of how I felt about it. So at the end, I didn't feel like she regressed. I feel like she kind of found a happy balance to where she was like, I learned something there, but also I want to go back to what I studied, mm-hmm. <laughs> like what I got my degree in. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That could be just me. Yeah, I think the whole thing was like, Andy's young. She makes mistakes and it was a new job and she's just learning what she can and cannot accept. And in the end, she realized she just cannot live the way Miranda's living because what does Miranda have? No friends. Her husband divorced her. Um, she has Oof. people who respect her, yes, but are terrified of her. Right. Um, yeah. And I just I don't know how many and like she's and I think Miranda likes it. She is happy except for that one moment where she was definitely shaken up by her husband asking for a divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, but besides that, how many more years can you live like that? Like Yeah, gonna exactly. Be, you're gonna be seventy yeah. and you still know. Yeah, like I definitely like 100% agree with her leaving because I know if it were me and I got to like, I I get what she's saying why she does not want to be Miranda because like from somebody looking from the outside, Miranda looks miserable. Like, and I wouldn't want that life either. But like Nia was saying, like, I wish there was like some kind of happy like balance between like, yeah, she could go back to journalism, but like, like, why not go to like fucking like, I don't know, CNN or something like you have like you worked for this really established right. person you could have got a job at a bigger place like a nicer place oh they say that this is oh, a yeah. major that's new true. york publication company that's not what it's it felt new- like okay. when she, that's what i'm saying when, when i saw it i was oh, like okay. what is like this is like the freaking daily the daily like <laughs> local paper <laughs> yeah no right, when right. miranda asked if she asked me to get the unpublished copy of harry potter i'm like i'm quitting we're done oh my god and then and she said have it back and she's like where do the girls have it i'm like i got excuse i would have been she wanted steak it was 10 (laughs) a.m oh another thing okay i don't like how also at the end like her fashion sense just left completely right i don't like like, that's when i say regress that was the biggest thing to me because like babe you don't have to be walking around like a frumpy teacher unless that's your vibe and i get that but she was giving the girls looks no for real she (laughs) was giving looks left and right girl emily hasn't liked you since day one why are you giving her the paris outfits (laughs) 
Why? Why? Like you can wear the some Paris of those outfits. Yeah. Keep the, pa- the Paris ones at least. And when Miranda was no, because like Miranda being like low key desperate and low key like being like, well, you did the same thing to Emily. What do you mean you did the same thing to Emily? Emily got in a car accident. Like even she, she could, took like, Emily. She literally. could not Girl, go. <laughs> I have, you have known Nigel for how many years? I have known Emily for less than a year. Like a We're not even months. friends. We don't, they don't even we talk. Don't like talk. she's the one that it's a one-sided conversation. No, there's a difference. But my thing about Miranda is, even though she is absolutely ridiculous, mm-hmm. I definitely she has gotten as far she as far she has because of that. Because I feel like she has a different type of perfection. Like mm-hmm. let's say um, Miranda wasn't as bad as she was, but she was strict. If she said she needed something right then you would bring what she needed and a backup. But the Miranda in the film, you only bring what she needs. You do not bring a backup. It is not because she's not going to be accepting that. You know you right. know what I mean? For a fashion mm-hmm. show. Yeah. So it makes sense how how she's the what editor-in-chief and the way she is makes sense. But still, I would have quit real quick. Oh, <laughs> oh, listen. Yeah, no, I hear everything that you, no. Miriam, that's a good Would point. She like, ref- oh, okay, I'm sorry, Nia, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go no, ahead. I was just about to say, when she refused to learn my name, I would have had it for like a week. And then I'd be like, done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm not about to sit here and answer to Emily. Oh, yeah. All these, I don't know what it is about people high up. I guess this could be a movie thing, but people in high places calling you by other people's names. It's like, I have I have a name. If you you don't want me to be here, I can leave. Like, I, it, my name is on the sheet. Mm-hmm. The only time I, I looked at Andy and I was uh, I was like, girl, okay, is when she let homeboy kiss her and she kind of flirted with him. That's the only time I was like, okay, literally same, Marin. Because, like, like when her friend had, like, addressed her for that, too, like, when she, like, confronted her at the art show or whatever, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. Because that, that's, that's probably where I would have drawn the line as a friend. Like, all right, girl, you're literally, like, you're on some other shit now. Like, she didn't know your boyfriend? I, I can't rock with that. Mm-hmm. Cannot rock with that at all. Right. And they, and they were at the same like, event. She, she was so bold. <laughs> she was, was two so feet away. <laughs> I wish, also, I wish she was cuter. Like, dang, like, you, but he oh, wasn't yeah. that attractive to me. So for him to be, like, the guy that she, like, lose her boyfriend for, who was, like, decently cute, like, come on, girl. Like, <laughs> when he called her babe, and she's like, I'm not your babe. I was babe, like, that was the yeah. best line of the entire movie. That was great. Right. <laughs> No, yeah. Nia, you were going to say something before I interrupt you. Do you remember? Oh, um, I really don't, but um, I don't, I really don't remember. <laughs> so we can go to another point. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're good. Um, But yeah, I, I get why this is iconic, though. I watched it two times to speak because I'd already seen it. So I just want mm-hmm. a refresher. But like, I mean, it's okay. I The, the amount of fat phobia in it just rubs me the wrong way for it to be like, to continue to be as iconic as it is like that's my only yeah thing. so much of the dialogue doesn't age yeah well. it doesn't like because it's whatsoever. like and also like i thought about how much the modeling industry's changed since we're in the age of like uh, instagram and like social media mm-hmm. like i wonder if these companies are the same because of like now it's like bo- we're living in body positivity times which i think is probably changed hopefully changed the way they view their work but i don't know if there's a trickle up go ahead mary probably who's on the cover might have slightly changed but i highly doubt the workload at what which is this this is basically vogue i highly doubt it's changed at all 
Like, yeah. I'm not surprised if this mm. woman, if she wants coffee at 9 a.m. and the same hot coffee at 2 p.m. Like, I'm... right. And, like, also, yeah. even though, like, the the movie is, like, problematic and stuff, I still like it a lot. I think same. it perfectly, like, encap- mm-hmm. encapsulates the fashion industry in 2003. Like, that yeah. for, like, what it is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Perfectly, Definitely. like, sums up what exactly it was. So I, I, I would be like interested it. to see an insider look at what the fashion industry is now because even though we're in the body positivity moment, the amount of people that still are unprovokedly fat phobic or you know they you know still make ridiculous comments about plus size models or anything like that and then like as far as like plus size modeling it's not like every plus size person is a certain look that it's it's an hourglass figure yeah Yeah. like an hourglass like that desirable figure to be like a plus size model so that would definitely be like interesting to see yeah and the body positivity movie movement has been hijacked by people who um who mm, 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 how do i say this the body positivity movement has been hijacked by people who fit the beauty center and who are desirable yes Mm. that's the better way of saying that because i was gonna say something else (laughs) so it doesn't even benefit who it was initially right it was supposed to be for fat and disabled women and then exactly and then like it kind a of lot benefits of, sometimes, but yeah, like Tori's saying, like literally, like it's, it's just very superficial. To... It's very yeah. superficial, right? Because anytime somebody makes, they were like, "Well, I think that," because people will be like, "Well, I," they'll be like, "Yeah, body positivity," but the next minute you're telling somebody about their health. You're not a doctor. Like people like to hide behind mm. that. Well, I'm only telling her that she's fat because, um, you know, she's unhealthy. I'm like. Do you have her charts? Have you seen her cholesterol, her blood sugar levels? No. Then, you know, like, people don't, like... Like, the fact that a lot of people don't even know what 200 pounds on a person looks like is... It tells you how much we've not progressed as far as um, mass media likes to be like, oh, look, at the, there's fat people on the cover of things. And I'm just like, cool, that doesn't change the majority of the way fat people are treated, though. Especially when right. you're select few fat people. So Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I give Devil Wars Prada a seven. I think it's a, a pretty good movie. I think it's a great representation of the fashion industry. I would really be interested to see how they would not redo this, but do like a like a spin off of what like the fashion industry is now. Because the fact that this was a book Bitch, all the tea and shape. Because, like, I didn't know that. Because <laughs> yeah. now you told and me the fact like a that the author used to work for Anna Wintour, too. And, like, Ooh. the book is literally a direct diss to her. So it's like, okay. And Ooh, then, she like, was also, like, let me make a bag. While it's I leave it's making me want to watch, uh, like, there's two shows that were inspired by this. I know one is, like, Ugly Betty. I can't remember the other one. Mm. But I may watch. I remember yeah, Ugly I might Betty. watch those now, too, just to see what they're about. Mm mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I'd give this show an eight out of ten. It's I've seen it a couple times and I enjoy it every time I've seen it. You know, mm-hmm. pretty Same iconic. Mm, I think I give it like a seven or seven point five. I enjoy it, but um, I kind of like. I guess I get frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's just me trying to like vicariously trying to influence the characters and even though I have no control over it so <laughs> yeah but the story's great and I love and I love the acting mm-hmm. um and Hathaway gives looks I don't know how she has time to give these looks when she's being called at two no in the morning but then again she just gotta walk into that <laughs> closet the that they had great. in runway and be like you know what 
we're not using any of this. Let me just put this on. Right? No, like, like the one thing about having a job like that, you get clothes for days for free, too. <laughs> right. All right. Very true. What would you give it, Corey? Did you say? Yeah, I said the same as Marion, like an 8 out of 10 or maybe even like a 9. Okay, okay. Well, that was our little Devil Wars Prada mini sub. We hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Come talk to us on Twitter at, at Commented or TikTok at Commented Podcasts. Until next time, I'm Tori. I'm Marin. I'm Nia. And I'm Decoria. Bye-bye. Bye.